Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. You know what that means. And also joining me is Jersey Joe. Lots to talk about in this three-way crossover. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. He is Jersey Joe, and we got Hello, the- Hello, everybody. We got the Brat Pack in the building as well. Jesper Brat is the best player in the NHL. Ryan, you finally did the name reveal. You finally did the face reveal. I thought you were Bruce Wayne, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's been a minute since I've been on here. Absolutely loved it last time, so I'm really excited to be back. Okay, where do we start? Okay, l- let's start with expectations going into the season because I think it's fair to say that I don't think any of us anticipated for the New Jersey Devils to be this good. I said that they could be a fringe playoff team if all goes well. But it seems like, you know, now they're on a nine-game win streak. Uh, when this episode goes live, they'll be playing the Montreal Canadiens, uh, which hopefully they're they're able to extend it to 10. And they've won, what, 12 of their last 13, which I'm more impressed about. Gentlemen, like, where, 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 do we, where were your expectations going into the season? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll take it here. I um Because I, I was a very, very staunch believer in 90 to 95 points pushing for wild card two but probably just missing it maybe one two spots out uh and i gotta say compared to preseason expectations i think they're for real i think that you know obviously you know nine in a row we're not going to win 75 in a row but if you look at how you know we're nine above 500 at this point we're a pretty decent chunk of the season in to the point where if we play 500 hockey for 60 games that leaves us nine games above 500 still that's a playoff spot right there so you know do I think they're gonna win every game the rest of the season no but do I think they can play at least 500 hockey the rest of the way and try to make the playoffs here absolutely I think I think we're we're our win streak is gonna last or it has lasted so long now that it's a meaningful chunk of the season and I think it's gonna matter come playoff time uh so where do I start I know I sound repetitive, but I try and be as most moderate as I can. But I've been saying the past year since COVID, uh, seeds eight through six. But I'm with you too. 95 points is my magic number. And given the fact that, you know, that adversity the Devils already dealt with after the first two games, uh, you've had Blackwood win you some games, even though he's been under 900. The defense has been, or should I say, the Sask squad or Sasquatch squad for long has really uh, covered up a lot of those conundrums. Yes. Um, let me throw in uh, VTech Vanacek has been coming up rather brilliantly since I mentioned him so many times on Trey's uh, recent episodes. And it's, I just want to say, it's I a brother. Jersey Joe, I do want to give you your credit. Yes, you are right. You did talk about VTech Vanacek. I think we talked about him prior to the NHL draft in which on draft day, he was dealt to the New Jersey Devils. But I also want to say is like, I did do a silly season episode 
in regards to maybe Vitek Vancek being acquired by the New Jersey Devils. I said it would have to be done via a trade because he was he was a restricted free agent. But I said it could be Vanacek, it could be Holpe, it could be Kemper. I said the more realistic option would be Vanacek. Don't don't try to pursue after Holpe. And maybe, just maybe, you pursue Darcy Kemper. But given how the Washington Capitals have been performing, I think we dodged a bullet. I will say this. I was not really sold on uh, Kemper that much, nor was I really sold on uh, Holpe, to be honest. Uh, the other person that I was interested in was Samsonov. Oh, and who so? But I always have my packing order. But Vanacek, to me, ticked off a lot of boxes. And anyways, uh, with Vanacek having that little conundrum with his head, uh, he's okay to go now since he's able to travel with the team. Um, last year, I was not feeling it with Akira Schmid uh, because he just looked out of place. I don't think anyone but, was. But now... When he made those first seven saves um, in the third period overtime, looked freaking phenomenal. He was a freaking nature. And look at him in that pass game versus Arizona. I know Arizona is not supposed to be very good, but they're still a competitive team. And this is the NHL. And you, I, I'll say this to Paul Bissonnette, you just lost to a young rookie goaltender. And that's what the Devils usually do when they're bad is lose to rookie goaltenders and make them look like Brodeur. Yeah. It, it, there, you saw shades of that. I, I think especially in the San Jose Sharks game where it's just like, why, why is this a close matchup or whatever the case might be, but nonetheless, nine games in a row. I would have to agree with you guys. Uh, VTech Vanacek has been a huge help for New Jersey Devils. I didn't think that he was, you know, the answer, I said he could be a decent option for New Jersey Devils when we first got him. But the one thing that I had my concern with was that I was looking more for an established goalie in the league, someone who has that experience, someone who can sort of act as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood, because I get I'm sipping the Kool-Aid with Mackenzie Blackwood. But my thing is, like, I felt as though the organization is giving him the Coy Schneider treatment and we're not really uh, holding our end of the bargain in terms of being an organization, Mackenzie Blackwood does need to perform better. And yes, he's injury prone, but at the same time, it's just like the devils haven't exactly done right by his side either. So that's my overall stance with the goalie situation. I think VTech Vanacek, he's going to be the starting goalie. That's going to be his position um, and not how I wanted it to happen, but here we are. Blackwood's out for a few more weeks. So uh, switching over from goalies, let's talk about Ford. So Brat Pack, aka Brian, aka Bruce Wayne, your guy Jesper Brat. I, I I have to I have to admit he has exceeded my expectations. Fifteen games played and he has nineteen points and a plus minus of plus ten. Quite honestly, I was expecting for Jesper Brat to kind of put up what Jack Hughes is putting up right now, which is be a point per game player. But I didn't anticipate for Jesper Brat to begin the season on what like an eleven game point streak. I didn't anticipate for Jesper Brat to be this good, but I think you know, you, you had a lot of faith in your guys. So I, I want to hear from the, uh, from the source, like Jesper Bratt, <laughs> is he truly the best player in the NHL? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like, <clears throat> if you were really, really paying close attention to him, he's been trying to tell everyone for a while now. And, you know, you even go back to the summer and, you know, his, his workouts, his skating workouts, um, 
all of his coaches, his teammates, you know, his partners were all saying he has another gear in him. He has another level that he has not shown yet that he's going to show this season. And I know we get a lot of that in terms of players saying like, oh, I'm in the best shape of my life. You know, every time they come into training camp, we've heard it a million times. But, you know, watching watching what he was doing was just like, oh, my God, if he can do this in a game, he really will have the best year of his life. So I had no doubt myself, uh, not to mention the contract situation. He is in a pure Aaron Judge, Yankee-style prove-it deal. And, man, is he proving it. So he's got, you know everything to gain everything to lose he's going out there putting in a hundred percent and when he puts in a hundred percent he gets it done so i think this is just the player we have and i don't know maybe he's putting in 110 and he'll come back to 100 but we see we saw it last year we're seeing it this season we're now 100 games in now of of this level of play from him i think it's here to stay boys yeah i mean you know what give him an eight-year deal now (laughs) January 1st. We can't do it yet. (laughs) January 1st. That sounds like a good day to go on. Yeah. See, see, my thing is, is like, I don't doubt for a second that Jesper Bratt wants to remain with the New Jersey Devils organization. He said it himself. He went on Speak of the Devils podcast back in May, and he said he wants to finish what he started. He said he left his agent uh, to do most of the negotiating. And I think the main thing that his agent was seeing was that, um, they saw that um, people like Connor Garland, I believe, was it Connor Garland who got paid for the Vancouver Canucks over the summer, or was it Brock Besser? Well, either way, you I see mean, JT players. Miller got paid. JT Miller. JT Miller did. Yeah, JT Terrible Miller got, deal. Fiala yeah, got paid. Got, yeah, so Fiala got Kevin Fiala got paid when he got dealt to the um, to the Kings, and yes, JT Miller did get paid, but I felt like there was one more. Uh, there was Paige one Thompson got paid. That was all. Awesome. <laughs> that was all. Awesome. I mean, he looked good the other night, but don't get me wrong. But that contract's a little iffy if you look at 82 games. Yeah. Okay. So either way, his agent just saw these other players get paid mightily. And personally, I said that I would, if I was Tom Fitzgerald, I would sign Jesper Bratt to a two or three year extension because no disrespect to him, but you know he had one you know phenomenal season. I and and I get that he sees people like Dougie Hamilton, um, Jack Hughes, and Nico Keisher being signed to like eight or eight year deals, and he wants to be a part of that sort of staple point with the Devils organization. But my thing is like Nico Keisher is our captain; he's kind of already proven himself how important he is to the organization. Jack Hughes is the franchise player, and he was an All Star last year, and that was a smart investment for Tom Fitzgerald. And then you see Dougie Hamilton, literally a Norris Trophy finalist prior to signing with the New Jersey Devils uh, about over a year ago. But for Jesper Brad, it's like he had a good breakout year. But prior to that, his numbers, solid, but nothing spectacular. So I would have said two to three years. Well, so honestly, I don't think Jesper Brad would have even said no to two to three years. The problem for the Devils is we're we're dealing with restricted versus unrestricted free agency where – you give him a one-year deal, we walk into this summer, he's still restricted. We can still do arbitration, still under team control for the summer. Whereas if you give him a two-year deal, you're walking him right into unrestricted free agency. He can walk for nothing. So I think some of that comes in with with, with the ability for team control where either the team wants eight or they want one. 
there is no two or three because they want to make sure they get that eight. And if they have to do a one for now to get that eight next year, they get one more shot at it. But if they give that two or three, you're looking at unrestricted free agency years. So you're either paying a premium in two or three years, like more so than you'd pay now, or you're letting him walk completely. He's just going to go to another team. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, and there's another player that I want to talk about in terms of our baby big three. And then we're going to talk about your whole experience with the Brad Pack meetup that got on MSG. You got to meet your hero. But my MVP for the New Jersey Devils personally is Nico Heischer. So Jesper Bratt, he has the numbers. Jack Hughes has the hype. But I think Nico Heischer is truly the MVP for the New Jersey Devils because I think this team does not win nine in a row without his great contribution. I stupidly said on my show, and I regret saying it, saying that Nico Heischer is not the leader of this team. It's veterans like Andre Palat who, who carry more weight in the locker room because they've actually won something and they've been around the block a couple times. Nico Heischer will get there, but he heard me. And then all of a sudden, Nico Heischer just went on this huge point streak and he had these electrifying goals. He had that OT uh, winner off of Dougie Hamilton's shot. So Nico Heischer, uh, he he silenced me. And I'm just like, you know what? I take everything I said about Nico Heischer back, but I say Nico Heischer is my MVP for the New Jersey Devils. Oh, I would totally agree with that. I, I, I honestly, I don't even think there's a doubt with that. I think uh, point totals aside, I think the goals that Nico is getting, moments matter, right? The goals that he is getting right now are overtime goals. They're go-ahead goals. They're game-winning goals. So, you know, point he's a point-per-game player. I'm not saying points also don't matter, but he is coming up in moments where we've needed the captain to come up. And honestly, previous years, he hasn't always done that. He hasn't always been there as the captain when we needed, you know, the when it's 2-2 with five minutes to go in the third. He hasn't always come through. So to see him start to really come through like that makes a statement for this team. It 100% matters that he's doing it when he's doing it. So I completely agree he's our MVP right now. And the confidence he's playing with, and I, I know I've said this a bunch of times on you know many different platforms, but it started last year. It started with that Dallas goal. You guys remember when we played in Dallas that – he had that like 45 second possession where he just skated around the offensive zone, went straight at the goalie, scored that nice goal. He mm. realized in that moment, I don't have to pass to the superstar. I am the superstar. That something clicked on that goal. And since then, it has been Nico superstar. So I 100% agree with the MVP so far evaluation. And, you know, much like I think the Devils are here to stay. I think the Nico Heeshear that we're currently seeing is here to stay. Jersey Joe, you want to I will have to I will have to agree with that. Plus, if you look at the way Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich are doing right now, they are leading the way in that. But there is a missing hero in this, and that's Nathan Bastion. He's got 10 block shots, 21, what, 34 hits already? And he's making himself important also on the power play, taking the eyesight away from goalies. And how are you supposed to uh, score on a power play 
he may not be the most recognizable, but he's the most integral linchpin on a power play. Because if you're going to have guys like Hamilton being set up for one-timers or whatever, you need to have that net front presence. So really, the MIP needs to be a thing. And that's what Nathan Basham is. And he's doing his Sasquatching. So it's blocks, hits, points. So if you really want your Sasquatchalytics, you got it right there in Nathan Bastion. He's your MIP for a reason. If I could jump in, I know I know you're uh, big on the Sasquatch squad, uh, and I know that's the, the big defensive core we have. You know, I will never take that away from you. But uh, I I've, I have had a bit of a bit going with Nathan Bastion specifically, and it started um, you know a couple years ago with James Van Riemsdyk, and uh, just to describe these players who get those those real nitty gritty goals, those in front of the net deflections, rebounds, those those real work hard for it goals. Chris Kreider scores a lot of them now. We call them goal goblins. Nathan Bastion is the goal goblin of the Devils, so I, I I do have Nathan Bastion goal goblin already going here. So I don't mean to step on the toes of the Sasquatch <laughs> squad here, but we got to claim one of them as the goal goblin. He well, he's an like I said, he's an important guy, but you also got to throw in Jonas Siegenthaler. He's not known to be a points guy, but he does his block shots, he does his hits, and he's been able to be someone helps clear the zone and John Marino is only improving that. And there's an important general on the Sask squad. And that is Ryan McGill, the defensive coach who's helping out air out and clean this uh, defensive system from last year in a really good update. And I don't want to sound like I'm working at the Mac store, but the devils are really looking very sharp on the penalty kill. I was there versus the Ducks and Calgary. The only thing I would do different is add a couple bigger guys up front on the forwards because someone brought it up to me like they're getting pushed around a little bit by Calgary. I said, well, that's the problem. They're when they get towards the, the deadline in February, they're gonna be adding a big beefy guy. I know Sam Wu likes the beef lytics. I like the Sasquatchalytics as well mixed in with it. So you got to have a, a balance of both. So you can look for those guys anytime. It's just a matter of making the right pick. And speaking of like the Sasquatch squad, the defense has been phenomenal for New Jersey Devils. And we, we, we've been talking about a lot of their solid defensive contributions, but we haven't even mentioned Dougie Hamilton and he is probably the big, the bigger name on the defensive side of things. Um, I think I've mentioned him. <laughs> also John Marino, John Marino was a, mm -hmm. you know, trading away low light Ty Smith for, for John Marino was a huge pickup for Tom Fitzgerald. And I, I've said it in, in my past few crossover episodes, and I'm actually trying to conduct an episode in this sort of way. Uh, I feel like Tom Fitzgerald is sort of taking his Billy Bean money ball approach which is you find a bunch of misfits you find a bunch of people who who fall under the radar kind of not really used to the best of their abilities on their old teams and you just try to utilize it on your team now the, the difference between the Oakland Athletics and the New Jersey Devils is that the New Jersey Devils 
are actually a championship franchise and they have money. That you know, that was the huge story during the course of the offseason. Whereas the Oakland Athletics, they had no read choice the book, but to do watch the movie, loved it all, and that inspired me from that day. And I will say this: Tom Fitzgerald has a cocktail of I don't mean a drink. I'm talking about a cocktail of the eye test and the hockey analytics, and he's got the scouts to prove it. And who did they extend recently to become the executive vice president of uh, hockey ops? Martin Brodeur, the greatest the goalie goat. to ever play. That's Absolutely. and that and that's one of the reasons why the Devils have brought in so many former alumni back is because they got guys like Sergey Breland here and it just uh, shows to be a piece of uh, the chemistry and culture that they're fostering on this winning streak that they're holding each other accountable the players are holding each other accountable Thomas Gerald said on another podcast that even the coaches don't get uh, too much of a pat on the back but a kick in the butt just to keep each other honest. And I like that. We need that. Okay. Do you got something to say, Brett Peck? Yeah, I was just going to say in terms of uh, Dougie Hamilton, the one thing that everyone seems to be forgetting is he got very, very severely hurt in his first year of his contract. So what's that? Facial fracture required surgery and he was sidelined for two months. Not only that, but he also had, and I, I do this every single time, but I forget he broke a finger or a toe. I don't remember if it was a finger or a toe. Do you? Do one of you guys remember? He had a you second know, I, injury. You know, I couldn't really tell you. I couldn't really uh, tell. So, you. so I can't remember came, now. It came out in the exit interviews last year. So when we thought he was just dealing with uh, the broken jaw, it also came out that he had a broken finger or a broken toe. I, I can't remember. The point is multiple broken bones and not only is that the issue but when you're dealing with a broken jaw specifically um and again i i I always do this i don't remember which player gave this interview but another player who had broken his jaw gave another interview where he said when you break your jaw it's not just about healing the jaw because you could heal the jaw and come back and play but you've missed out on six to eight weeks of diet you've missed out on six to eight weeks of training regimen so this this other person said when you come back you're not the same player you need an off season the only time you can catch up on your diet your regimen all that good stuff is the off season it cannot happen during the season so dougie hamilton i don't mean i don't mean to interrupt you but yeah i always say no surgery is ever a minor surgery never never Mm -hmm. it it disrupts your life so his life and his training was disrupted. So the, the Dougie Hamilton we got back last year was still not Dougie Hamilton. So when he came back with the face shield, that was still not the player that we, you know, that we paid for. And everyone was going off on this tangent of, well, he's not that good. You know, we overpaid whatever they wanted to say. But this year we're, we're really seeing for the first time the player we signed in the offseason. And it sucks that, you know, we waited a year. You know, not really his fault, but but that's what we're that's where we're at. That's what we're getting now. This is the Dougie Hamilton we thought we were getting. So again, I don't even view this as a hot start or him playing out of his mind or whatever. This is what I expect from him. This is Dougie Hamilton. I ju- I just think we don't realize that because we haven't seen it yet. 
There's still more to talk about with Jersey Joe and also the Brad Pack. But before we continue, I want to get you guys hit to Simply Safe. So, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That doesn't just happen in Home Alone. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that way more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. So in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. It's worth mentioning that they can also help with a lot of other emergency situations. I use it because I want to keep my packages safe because, like I said, guys, the stuff you see in Home Alone, it happens in real life, especially towards the holidays. So don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no place like Simply Safe. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it for you at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well okay let's get back to our conversation with the brat peck and also jersey joe take it away once again yeah i mean he he's been key on the power play and on the even strength like numbers he's shown that he's capable and to me when i saw him uh hammer away in the overtime to me this is the guy that we signed for x amount of years and x amount of dollars and he's worth every penny and it's worth the investment Believe me. And when the Devils move on from Severson, he's the weakest link on the right side. Shimon Nemec or Riley Walsh will come up, and you have Ball a hot yuck on the left wing. I mean, the left defense, rather. And, and what and, about Luke Hughes? Luke Hughes. And Luke Hughes, too. So you have uh, guys like Graves or whoever. You might find someone down the road that might be looking for another defenseman and the devils are like hey um we need to make space for players a b and c so it's like a good problem near february and closer to the nhl draft where someone else needs help and you know the devils can succeed from their uh plethora of drafting successful young players that are joining the sask squad so it's a good problem not a bad one because we're actually getting somewhere yeah, and you know what? It's led us to a nine-game win streak. And Brad Pack, you were present for that game against the Arizona Coyotes. I in, was. In more ways than one. Because <laughs> you had that. Okay, so you've built a social media. Can I say cult? A, a social media cult? <laughs> a uh, hockey cult. Yes, you've created a phrase that's caught the attention of NHL Network, MSG, some of the players on the New Jersey Devils. You've uh, on top of that, you're you're also engaged. Congratulations! Now you got thank a, you. you got a Thank wedding you. to plan. Congratulations, for. bro! Thank um, you. I appreciate that. 
you met your hero, Jesper Brandt. It, it's been some sort of phenomenon for your brand the last couple of days. Just talk about that that Brat Pack outing, whether it was gaming, the game, <laughs> post-game. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll run you through the whole day here. Um, we put that idea together months and months ago. And, you know. Who's we? Uh, uh, sorry, my, myself and uh, the the uh, ticket rep that I've been working with. His name is Logan Kemp. Anyone listening to this that needs a ticket rep, go go hit up Logan. He's He's been absolutely amazing. Um. We put this idea together months and months ago, and basically, you know, Logan from the Devils approached me and said, look, a, a group ticket is 10 tickets. If, if you can get a group of 10 or more, you have a group ticket. If you want to, you know, rally up your followers, all we need is 10. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think I could do 10. That's fine. You know, that's cool. I, You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll one up you. I think I could do like 20 or 30. And he was like, great. 20 or 30 would be awesome. Like, let's let's try Let's see what we can do. We put tickets up on sale. Uh, we put 50 up. They put 50 aside for me. I put the link up on Twitter. We sold in 15 minutes. We were sold out. 15 minutes. I text I text Logan from the Devils again. I said, hey, dude, can we get more? Can, can we do more here? He goes, I'll, I'll drop in another 50. We'll see what happens. I said, okay. One hour later, 50 more gone. We're up to a hundred now. I was like, dude, like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, can we keep going? He goes, yeah, whatever. We'll keep going. We'll, we'll just, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we ended up selling 200 tickets to this event. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is insane. This is incredible. You know, <laughs> see you guys at the game, <laughs> you know? And that was it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and uh, my buddy, Sam Wu of the Let's Go Devils podcast, he hits me up and goes, hey, um, you know, what are you guys doing pregame? It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to the game. I, I'll probably go get a few beers somewhere, but, you know, nothing. He goes, you know, I know some of the bars on that street. Let me let me figure out something for you. I said, OK, cool. You know, a couple weeks go by. He goes. You know, I, I got you American whiskey. We're going to figure it out. I said, okay, cool. Next thing he texts me, he goes, oh, yeah, we're doing our live podcast. Bruce Driver's coming. Chico Resch is coming. It's going to be a great time. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, <laughs> what did you just say? Bruce Driver's a, Bruce, Bruce Driver is a tough subject for me because I invited him on my show and he rejected me. He's a good, he's oh, a really? good subject for me, though. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so, so he's like, we got former Devils players coming, uh, you know, so I ended up getting in contact with American whiskey, the, the pregame bar. And I was like, look, we got to do something. Uh, it's Jesper Bratt. He's from Sweden. His number is 63. Figure it out. <laughs> I sent them some ideas and uh, you know, they came back with like drink specials and whatnot. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to make this a party. We're going to have fun. Let's just, let, let's do it. I'm telling you guys right now, I could not have ever guessed the reaction we got from there. I show up to American Whiskey the day of the game. You couldn't even get in the door. It was so packed. You could not even walk into the place. They ran out of the drink specials like 45 minutes before game time. Like we had, they had to stop serving it. They, they, the bottles were empty. I'm like, this is insane. People are walking around with the merch. People are walking around with signs. People walking around with custom jerseys. I even I, I saw I saw a, a girl with a custom brat jacket. I pull her aside. I'm like, wait, like I think I recognize you. Like, 
are you Jesper Bratt's girlfriend? And she was like, yeah, I'm here with his his parents. I'm like, what? <laughs> hold on. They, they bought a shirt from you. The parents and the girlfriend bought a shirt. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about right now? She goes, they're here. They, they heard about the Brat Pack night. They're here. They wanted to see everyone here for the, like they wanted to come check it out. So I gave his parents, his girlfriend uh, shirts. They loved it. They were, they loved it. Um, it was a great, great time. And we didn't even get to the game yet. Um, we go to the game. It was, we we're spread across uh, the one hundreds behind the goal there. Again, 200 plus. I mean, because we had season ticket holders and stuff who were buying tickets to get in with us. We were starting chants all night. We did start the Sorry Lindy chants, which, you know, got national attention, which was absolutely incredible. I said over the summer, I just want to say over the summer, I said Lindy Ruff was not the issue for New Jersey Devils. (laughs) I said it was circumstance. I said it was circumstance. I said it in this three way crossover. Yeah, you may have been right there. I've been hard on him, but I apologize, Lindy. So sorry. Yeah, we got we got the sorry Lindy chance going. We got so many chance going, so many Jesper Bratt chance going and stuff. Um, you know, even some of the players post game had said they they heard us chanting up there. Um, we do. Um, you know, any any group ticket they do, they do a picture on the ice. Um, and they were we were very very lucky that they also let like season ticket holders and stuff come down with us. So we had a massive group go down to the ice and take a picture, and. We so I had asked the Devils um if we could get Jesper to come out for the picture. Um, I asked them weeks ago, like weeks and weeks ago. It wasn't till Thursday, uh, before the game Saturday, where I got word. I was like, "Hey, like we think he's actually gonna come." Like we got word from player ops that he, you know, we should be good to go here. Um, so they told me he was coming. I, I, you know, I wasn't allowed to say anything. I, I did know he was coming out. Um, so we get out on the ice after the game and every, you know, everyone gets down there. We're all set up to go. And I was just like, I, you know, I turned to the guys. I'm like, Hey, like, is he, is he coming? Cause like, we're, we're, we're ready here. And they were like, yeah, like, uh, just a few minutes. He's just, you know, finishing up in the locker room. He's coming out like, you know, just a few minutes. It's like, okay, well, like, can I tell everyone that? And they're like, no, like until he's actually on the ice, like, don't say anything. So I'm like, you know, trying to do crowd control, like guys, guys, like step back, step back. We're like, we're waiting on more people to come. Like, you know, <laughs> everyone knew what we were waiting for. Um, so Jesper came out, uh, looked like an absolute stud, put on his suit and everything after he got out of the locker room, um, you know, came over to me. We shook hands, uh, you know, got we, we briefly, very briefly talked for, you know, just a minute there. Um, you know, I, I walked him over, we took the picture, unfortunately he had to leave like right away. I think they're pretty tight on, uh, not having players hang around where there's tons and tons of fans, but it was an absolute dream come true. I could not believe it. It could not have gone any better. Um, it, it was, is, and honestly, I had no idea that the TV cameras were rolling. Uh, I had just zero clue. I didn't. I actually didn't find out till we got home after like hours later that they put it on the broadcast. Um, I thought we were just taking our picture. So it was an absolutely incredible sight to see it actually make it live on the network. But it was, it was, a, it was a, such a fun night. I can't wait to do it all again. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be freaking amazing. Tell me about the Swedish drinks that, they were making American whiskey. <laughs> I was reading your tweet, man. I was reading yeah. it. I, I want to so, know about this. 
yeah so the drink special they did for us like i said i told them jesper bratt was from sweden so one of the ideas that i had floated to them was a swedish fish shot i told them either make something that tastes like swedish fish or just do a vodka shot and buy the candy swedish fish and like hand it out and do it as like a chaser and the people at american whiskey put their heads together and they made a shot that tasted like swedish fish personally i think it tasted a little more like a jolly rancher but (laughs) it is what it is um i think they put like blackberry schnapps like grenadine cranberry juice sour mix like a whole bunch of stuff in there but why not add lingonberry to it yeah i I mean i don't know what they had but it it was just a concoction they put together and they had the 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 pre-mixed bottles full like i said they had it lined up up and down the bar a half hour before we were even done every bottle on the bar was empty it was crazy <laughs> ran through all of it everyone was getting rowdy it was a great time i probably would have had one if i was if i had the time off for it but you know you know i'm there in spirit with it <laughs> absolutely no i mean like and i said on the other side of the country <laughs> like i said you couldn't even get in the door it was so packed i cannot believe the turnout uh everyone killed it the signs i saw were so impressive um, I know there was one fan, uh, Eliza, that was that had had painted the JBITB PIT NHL like on paper and handed it out down her row so that every time the cameras like had come up, they were holding it up and stuff. It was an absolute sight to see. I can't believe everyone bought in the way they did. And honestly, it made it so much more fun. I think everyone had a blast. Like I said, I, I really can't wait to do it again. Can I just say this? Jesper Bratt is the freaking best player in the NHL. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Kim. I could cuss on my social media. I can't cuss on the show, unfortunately. Uh, well, I said freaking. <laughs> can I say, can I say freaking? Yes, go ahead. All right. Jesper Bratt is the freaking best player in the NHL. Wait, who am I kidding? I had Cam Jensen on this show. Go, go away. Go away. Yeah, go <laughs> right, Jesper Bratt's the fucking best player in the NHL. There we go. Congratulations. What are you talking about what am I talking about? <laughs> All right, guys. So we basically talked about everything. We talked about uh, the Brad Pack outing. We talked about the defense. We talked about the offense. We talked about how sorry everybody is for Lindy Ruff, except for me. <laughs> I believed in him from the start. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts in regards to the New Jersey Devils moving forward? Obviously, when this episode goes live, they're, they're going to have another game against the Montreal Canadiens. I think that should be a game that plays into their favor. Not trying to say it's a gimme win, but I think it it's something that's definitely winnable. And, you know, how long do we see this win streak going for? And w- w- where are we, like, looking at in terms of New Jersey? I mean, maybe for the next one to, like, four games, maybe. Maybe. I'm not trying to go too far. I'm just trying to say is that their schedule is going to get a little tougher, but I don't expect to go for too far, but it could happen anytime. It's it's NHL is the toughest league in all of hockey. I mean, they did beat the Edmonton Oilers and the, um, and, and the Colorado avalanche during this nine game win streak. So it's not like they haven't beaten anyone good or, you know, or, you know, they've beaten a lot of good teams. Yeah. I mean, Calgary's supposed to be really good right now, but they're slouching. They were on a like a five game losing streak when we faced them, so I wouldn't consider them a really a good team. I respect them, and I mm-hmm. said, but I said decent, many game losing streak that should be a winnable game. I'll say this: 
the Devils are going to give Yuri Slavkovsky a run for his money, especially if they can shut down guys like uh, Leon Dreisaitl and McDavid and limit them. The Devils have a really good high-octane defense that can hold those teams in the blue line trap. Now, that's different because it's like the 1-3-1 one, one, or the 1-4. Rat Pack, you want to add to it? Yeah. Um. So, I think after Montreal, we have uh, Leafs, Sens, and Oilers. I got to say it, boys. I don't think we're winning the next four in a row. Uh. You know, nine has been great. I think we carry it into ten. But I think that Leaf sends Oilers trip. I, I I think it's uh it would be a bit bold to say we'll we'll sweep that one. So I think the losing streak does come to an end. But like I said, moving forward for the rest of the season, the goal is five hundred hockey. If we can stay nine games above five hundred from here on out, which we already are, so we just have to play five hundred. I think the playoffs are very very realistic. And I think that's a big step forward for this team. I mean, even being 500 would be a big step forward for this team. But I think we have above 500 in our future here. All we have to do is stay there. So I think we do. I don't think we win the Metro. I don't think we win the East. But I think we make the playoffs. And I think we're already solidifying that now. So I think we got an exciting season ahead, boys. According to another, thing to, another thing to throw in there, we do have a very deep farm system and it favors us with the AHL. So don't be surprised to see how it helps us propel forward in the season because teams like the Islanders will falter downward. It's only a matter of time. And I said this before, it's going to be Carolina, the Rangers and Devils going to take the top three in the Metro before the season. And the Devils are going to be at least above the eighth seed around the sixth seed. If they're above that freaking phenomenal a plus season for me. Yep. So uh, my prediction is then I'm going to wrap it up. I say we're going to win against the Canadians. I think we're going to lose against the Maple Leafs, even though they haven't really performed all that well. I think we win against the senators once again, thus winning the season series um, Oilers and Maple Leafs. Once again, that's going to be tough. Sabres have been a surprise. Don't want to sleep on them. So I'd say, Next game we win, then the Maple Leafs we lose. Senators we win again. Um, Oilers and Maple Leafs, I think we'll take one of those two. I don't think we're going to take both. So, guys, it's been fun. Jersey Joe, you're a recurring guest on this show. Brat Pack, yeah. it's been a while, but it's great to have you back, and congratulations on all your recent success. Thank you, but technically, as of two appearances, I guess I'm recurring as well. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have you back, especially, yes. especially if Jesper Bratt is in the running for the uh, Hart Trophy race uh, come the end of the season because for sure. I don't think it's out of the ordinary for him to win the Hart Memorial and have a Taylor Hall type of season. Absolutely. He's going to do better than Taylor Hall. Well, <laughs> well that's a claim. He, uh, he's he's on pace for 127 to 134 points right now. Well, he'll, we'll be the first, he'll be the first Devils player to reach 100 points in franchise history. So we'll Exactly. See. We'll Might eclipse Eliash over time. Oh man, we're just going for it. I thought I'd be the one saying this stuff. Jersey, Jersey Joe, save it for save it for a future episode. We're out of time. <laughs> All right, we will. We'll do it. That, seriously though, thank you so much for having me. Always appreciated, and I'm I'll come back whenever you ask me, man. Awesome. So, like I do every episode, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you in the next episode. 
hey boys, can we get one? Uh, let, let's get on on three. Let's say Jesper Brad is you know what. So that's how we end your Twitter spaces. So bash, no. bash or freaking? Let's say freaking. So Jesper <laughs> Brad is the freaking best player. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, three, two, one. Jesper Brad is the freaking best player in the NHL. And we could have done better, but you know what? Yeah, that was terrible, Uh, but I love it Let's redo that part. Okay. No, leave it. This is great. All right. I don't care. We'll catch you guys. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening once again.